Fun on the show and enjoyable clips. You into the geopolitics? I happen to know you are, Jack. Your real general manager, your your impactful general manager today, Turkey and Russia. Yeah, yeah. That story matters. The bickering around the Beltway. We'll forget about it tomorrow noon. But the Turkey and Russia, the growing connection there, troubling. Well, I had an alert on my phone. I didn't dig into the story, but Iran seized uh, another oil tanker. Yeah. 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 It, it's so easier for me to picture some giant world dust-up that makes the history books. And only historians who are really digging into the history 100 years from now will point out that. And in America, there was this weird back-and-forth going between the president and four young women. Right. For days and days and days when the war erupted in the Middle East or Turkey left NATO and joined Russia or whatever the hell happened. Right. It'd be like when we were talking about shark attacks before 9-11. Exactly. It seemed like, what the heck was going on? Yep. Well, that's why we're here, Jack, to illuminate I'll tell you what. So I was, Lewis, Study the world! Remember, I, that was our old slogan. Oh, yeah, study the world. Well, it's because Trump said at some point That's during right. his campaign, study the world! <laughs> um, I was watching Trump last night in his rally, and I'll tell you what, I know some people have a visceral reaction to Trump that turns their stomach. I, I've, I don't have that with Trump. I don't have that with Obama. There's only one president I've ever had that with that just looking at him, I can't enjoy anything he says, and that's Bill Clinton for some reason. Yep. He just, he just, ugh. I can't stand to see that guy's face. That's I, funny. I, I never reacted to him like that. Yeah, but, and yeah. I still feel that way. Just, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. I, yes. He just, yes. Hillary, too. <laughs> wow. But Obama, Bush, Clinton, Trump, and just, you know, listen to the speech. Yeah. I have no physical reaction to that. Anyway, so I was watching Trump last night. He, 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 he went off in so many directions. He is unbelievable. More people, if they could, if 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 academics could put away their 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 their, their partisanship and just study what's going on there, it's unbelievable. His communication skills defy explanation. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, he connects with people on a way few politicians ever have in the history of the world, while at the same time having, you know, meandering, fractured this and that. Right. I mean, he's got the written speech, and he'll start into something about the economy. And the last night, and then uh, and the Apprentice. Oh, that was a show, though, wasn't it? The Apprentice? Remember The Apprentice? And what did they do? They replaced me with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That didn't work out, did it? And it goes off on like 30 <laughs> seconds of Arnold Schwarzenegger being a bad host of The Apprentice. And then he's yes. right back to his script with the economy. And <laughs> All right. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, and like half sentences <laughs> and half completed thoughts, but people follow it. And, and it's, it's just it's just something, and I don't know if that that stuff 
keeps it interesting because a lot of political speeches, you know, a long political speech about the economy, you're in an arena, you're going to start tuning out. You're going to get sure, bored. Yeah. So that little stuff spices it up enough that you hear the real message more or I don't have any idea. Wow, I know your uh, your particular uh, cruise through college major was something to do with communications, right? Uh, you ought to write that book. You've got a grasp, brother. You got an instinct because you're right. You ought to chart. There ought to be a chart or something, or you ought to, you know, describe it in terms of music or something. I don't know. And I don't know if he's doing it on purpose <laughs> or it's just the way his mind works, flits from thing to thing. I I have no idea, and nobody will ever know because. He's the only person that that knows, and he's not going to tell anybody. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was just amazing, and we've got clips from Trump last night at his big rally um, when he uh, he went after the uh, the four young women, and uh, I mean he talked about everything. Yep. He dropped two GDs in a BS. Oh in man, front of a giant crowd <clears throat> in hilarious fashion, and uh, <clears throat> wow, 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 wow. I don't appreciate the sailor talk. Yeah. Well, he's the most popular political figure, or for most popular president <laughs> in the history of the evangelical movement. He's got mm-hmm. higher ratings than uh, Reagan had inside the evangelical movement, and he was dropping GDs in front of the crowd last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm kind of in trouble. I, I did this big spiel about, you know, in my house to my girlfriend about eating healthy, and we're going to eat healthy and stuff like that. Then I'm walking down the ice cream aisle, and uh, they've come out with Kit Kat drumsticks. You know, Kit, Kit Kat. Kat drumsticks. Yes, oh, that's a good meal for an adult man. I, I know, but it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's childlike, but uh, this is going to be a battle. That's all I can say. Is you know, I just I, I'm tempted to get one of these things. If just, you find yourself eating a Kit Kat drumstick, you got to really. I don't know. A guy's got to treat himself at the every end of the once day. in a while. You know, maybe just like one one or two a year, Jack. <sighs> Well, if you can do that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. You're not really a drinking man, are you, Michael? No, I'm not. Well, and a little indulgence at the end of the day. A little something to unwind with, like a candy bar-laced ice cream cone. There you go. Wouldn't, aren't you clearly way better off having a glass of wine than a Kit Kat drumstick if you're going to do yeah, one or the know, other? you're probably Health-wise, right. Health-wise, yeah. You're probably not even close. Yeah. There is Positive Sean, who's, uh, who's uh, well, he's got a good attitude. How are you, Sean? <laughs> Doing very well. Uh, the Apple has uh, announced their their fall addition to the keyboard emojis. Uh, they have uh, the new inclusions. Uh, will have a guide dog, an ear with a hearing aid, a person in a wheelchair, a prosthetic arm, and a prosthetic leg. Oh, for goodness! And sakes. it will also have expanded options for the hand holding couple emoji, which will now feature seventy five different combinations of the hand holder's race and gender. Oh boy, seventy five! Wow, yes, um, seventy five. Can't you make everybody just kind of medium tan? Uh, so what are what, what's the hearing aid or whatever that is? I mean, in what context would you use that? I get what they're doing. They're trying to be inclusive to all, all different yeah, walks of life. Yeah, but that's why it's so ham-handed and dumb. Why would a deaf person include a hearing aid? Oh, by the way, remember, having discussed something completely uh, off the topic, that I am deaf. Or I when mean, would what? I use it? Or what, Yeah. Uh, well, I are like, you first. This is Jeff? just me, just just spitballing, just create it. Like I would use it if so. A news story comes out, let's say, of the president saying something that I disagree with. I might retweet it with a hearing aid with an implication that he's tone deaf. He's missing the point of something, you know. So that's not inclusive. That's making light of a handicap. I won't have it. I'm marching. Hmm. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you marching at? 
Against who? Against that sort of abuse. <laughs> okay. Sort of loose use of uh, hearing aids Fantastic. as emojis. Um, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You know, after two months of not scratching my itch, I went out and picked up a packet at my favorite clean, well-lit gas and gaming emporium yesterday. <laughs> and after a quick marinade, I'm going to be seeing this afternoon if the scratchers will allow me to indeed bring home the bacon for the crew tomorrow. Do you ever just buy one and scratch it off in the parking lot no. like the rest of the near do wells No, 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 never. Never. No, you always hang on to it for at least a day. It's like a ritual. The rest of the near do wells <laughs> That is the saddest crew, and I see them when I, when I stop yeah. at the convenience oh, store to get water for my house. I mean, scratching on their hood right there. Th- right there in front. And, yeah. and then the look on their face when they oh. don't win because that was their whole hope for the day. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you never go out there and scratch it off right away. You're going to uh, have that look. Oh, scratching dang. it off on the hood of your car in which the yeah. paint is falling off. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's just, uh, that's a rough, that's a rough scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kids, look at that. Don't be like that. I don't mean this in any judgmental way whatsoever, because right. I've got my own uh, issues. Yes. Um, how often do you think about gambling per day, do you think? Per day? Yeah. Because it seems to be on your mind a fair amount. I maybe once, twice a day. It mm-hmm. might flip through my brain, you know, but hmm. uh, that doesn't mean I act on it. And again, two months, two months, clean and sober as far as the uh, gambling is <laughs> Two months with go. no gambling. Right. Yeah. God, I was watching the people in Vegas, and mm-hmm. there are very few people that looked happy doing what they were doing. Right. Very few. Right? Right. You know, it's funny. I drive home, I see a lot of billboards for a lot of casinos. And I've been in some of those casinos, and those hot, smiling chicks with their handsome, chiseled, jawed boyfriends who are just got their hands in the air, they're so delighted, I've yet to run into them. Right. Yeah. And, and this is even the big casinos in Vegas where, you know, in oh, yeah. that environment, I don't gamble, but you, you, you could see how there'd be some people having fun. I stopped in some of the little towns, like in Nevada, where it's just a little gas station in a town of 300 people, and there's just somebody hunched over some sort of machine in the convenience store. I mean, there's no way. Grim-faced old lady, (laughs) chain-smoking and staring at There's no way that's a good thing for them. (laughs) One of the more fascinating things I've noticed with particularly professional gamblers is, and this just happened again last night with the new World Series of Poker winner, They, they are so just kind of flatlined from the experience and the grind of, of gambling for so long that even when they win $10 million, they show no joy. There, there's wow, no, that's interesting. It, they're just, they're, they still have their poker face on. It's just like, oh, my God. Oh, like, like, I don't know. But you can go to YouTube and look at winners of the World Series of Poker. Very few of them jump with joy. That wow. is really uh, interesting. Uh, oh. Wow. Um, I could think about that all day. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, July 18th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. He goes home now to Mommy, and he gets reprimanded, and that's the end. Sorry, Mommy. Sorry, Mom. Didn't mean to embarrass you, Mom. (laughs) I don't know what he was talking about, but we'll get into that later. That was a heckler at the rally. What a... Yep. What are your other headlines there, Marshall? Well, rack up indeed another raucous rally for President Trump. Iran grabs an oil tanker, and now there are at least 26. Another Dem has just jumped really? into the presidential race. I hadn't heard that. Wow, yeah. apparently somebody without the uh, gift of appreciating irony. Unless it's yeah. Gavin Newsom or Oprah, I don't like your chances. They announced the 20 that qualified for the next debate, yeah. too. Oh, they did. Well, yeah, I want to yeah, hear that yeah. list. And there's some good news. I want to hear that oh, list. Oh, yeah. 
Um, how's the mailbag? Mr. President, if you're listening, <laughs> yes, he's going to be have some good news. Yes. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I'm going to meet you on the battlefield with love. <laughs> exactly. How's the mailbag? It's yes. outstanding. Got a great freedom-loving quote of the day. All that stuff's next. How about Armstrong and Getty? The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. May you live in interesting times. I've got, I've got a little speech about that I want to give later because uh, I, I think people are missing—they're missing what's going on in the world by getting so caught up in the daily back and forth of this and that. I think you're right. There's some really big things happening. It's as interesting a time as there's been in. Centuries, right? But we're uh, we're we're focused on schoolyard squabbles. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, more to come. I just I'm a little preoccupied. You want to give a hint to that? Yeah. It's pretty good tease. Yeah. Or do you think you can't stop yourself from going? Nothing wrong with that. No, I know, I know, I know. It was it was a rough day yesterday. Very stressful day. Mailbag. Talk about it later. And you know, it was uh, particularly frustrating about it, he says, not able to stop himself. Is it's precisely what we've been saying for years. And it's so obvious you'd have to be blind. No offense to blind people. Stupid. No offense to stupid people who didn't even catch that. (laughs) It's just incredibly unwise not to see it. It makes me crazy. If you remove the disincentives to crime, you get more crime. There's your hint. That being said, nailed that. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from George Allen, who was the Republican governor of Virginia at one time. Today, the primary threat to the liberties of the American people comes not from communism, foreign tyrants, or dictators. It comes from the tendency on our own shores to centralize power, to trust bureaucracies rather than people. Hmm. What year do you say that, you know? I do not know that. Mm. It's timeless wisdom, Jack. Sure, oh, no doubt. What, what does it matter what year? No, I realize that's interesting. But uh, no, I think that's great. We trust bureaucracies more than individuals. Well, you can't have people on their own making their own decisions willy-nilly. I started in on reading The de- Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire by uh, Gibbons mm. at the suggestion Billy of... Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy F. Gibbons, the reverend. Um, uh, at the suggestion of uh, Timothy Sandifer, uh-huh, Tim uh-huh, the lawyer. Uh-huh. And I started in on uh, over the vacation, and it's just... It, human nature so clearly does not change. Correct. I mean, just it, nothing different. Positive, Sean, a quick thought? Yeah, that quote mirrors a conversation I had with a friend of mine just yesterday where we were talking about... The differences in people who trust big government or big business, right? Just kind of the, the, the free market being the kind of conservative side of the coin versus yeah. trying to trust. the. the it's actually the markets versus big government. I yeah. found it, that's an interesting yeah, thought it's, that's it's, been existing for a long time, apparently. That would be a good good uh, discussion point. I, I think anybody with any sense doesn't trust <sighs> either because right. human nature does not change. 
Uh, Trump's crazy ass is Paul's uh, topic. Like you guys pointed out, at this point, Trump can say whatever crazy ass that comes into his mind. It doesn't matter. Just like you guys, it's liberating, isn't it? Well, yeah, I would say there was a point when we'd been doing the show for a few years that, you know, we used to get protests and, and groups calling and emailing and, and all sorts of, you know, resistance. And then after a while, it just kind of went away. I think, I don't know, maybe you just get used to it. But, yeah, Trump said so many crazy things at this point. He says a crazy one tomorrow. I don't know about you. I'm not going to pay that much attention. Which may, mildly interesting. Which may be part of the strategy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, what to call the four Democratic Socialist lunatics. And yes, you can use my name, writes Deb. All right, here's my installment. What to call AOC plus three, because the squad is too cutesy and stupid. How about the freshman squad? It's factually accurate. Brings to mind a group of young high school girls that excel at, wait for it, jeer leading. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Or you can use the phrase that Charlie Hurd, opinion editor of the Washington Times recently said, the squad, or as I like to call them, the committee to reelect Donald Trump. <laughs> I heard a Democratic strategist point out, you know who didn't get that 10 or 15 minutes with Gail King on the early show? Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or Pete Buttigieg or, or any of the major candidates trying to become president. That's right. a that's a big get right. to get that amount of time. And frequent correspondent Mike wants to know that it was a different Mike who suggested the the phrase the four whores of the apocalypse, no, um, which not, is not, not no. cool. I distanced myself from that so completely. Michael, student, frequent correspondent, did not. It was a different Mike. Turns out it was Nancy Pelosi herself who came up with the term the squad. Hmm. She's the one that came up with that. Hmm. Marshall's News next. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. So there's a video out of Trump and uh, Epstein dancing around at a party with a bunch of young hotties around him. I'm sure there's a million videos of Trump dancing around at parties with young hotties around him. But Oh, oh yeah. it's You're really working hard to make anything of this. I mean, they're standing there. He comes, they, uh, Epstein comes to the party with a couple other people. Trump greets them. Later on, he's kind of dancing around, pointing toward the dancing women and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's it's a big nothing. Now, did he hang out with them? Yeah. There's the, well, I, I will tell you this. Here's the really, I don't care who you are and which way you swing politically. Lawyers and others close to the Epstein case, the Jeffrey Epstein, that super perv, child molesting, yeah. island-owning, alleged fan, financier guy. Friend to all the most important people in the world. See, that's the thing that, about him. They say he collected people. That's what he did. did. He was a glad-hander and a, a, you ought to meet a networker, and he just had all sorts of powerful friends. And they said when the list of people who was uh, who were in on his perv parties comes out, it will shift the tectonic plate to business and politics. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, you know, Vanity with Fair can be a little. girls are below age. I'm, I'm not sure Trump being at a party with. Oh no. You no. know, twenty-year-olds is going to shock anybody. No, they're talking about the uh, the actual perving, okay. the, the the illegal stuff, the the really immoral stuff. You know I mean, what? Depending on how you see. If there aren't you know, videos moral. of Bill Clinton doing the same thing, it's only because he's been in politics his whole life and knew that was a bad idea. Yeah. Now, and you can interpret some of this different ways, like uh, uh, David Boys. Oh no, this is an anonymous source. This, and nobody who was around Epstein a lot is going to have an easy time now. It's all going to come out, said David Boyce. Then a different person said, it's going to be staggering the amount of names. Uh, it's going to be contagion numbers. Wow. Can't wait to hear more about Although, this. Although, you know, like Bill Gates went to his house once. 
Well, that's so am I supposed to presume that Bill no. Gates molested no. 16-year-olds? No, no, of course not. No. Uh, more on that later. There's a lot of good stuff in Marshall's News. Well, we got President Trump keeping up his attacks on those four minority Democrats. During his rally in North Carolina last night, Trump painted the Congresswomen as radical left-wing ideologues. And tonight I have a suggestion for the hate-filled extremists who are constantly trying to tear our country down. They never have anything good to say. That's why I say, hey, if they don't like it, let them leave. Let them leave. Let them leave. The women. He Ilan said he, he painted them as radical left-wing ideologues. That's exactly what they yeah. are, and I think they would say that themselves. They'd be insulted if you didn't say that. Agreed. So I'm, I'm okay with that. The women, Ilan Omar, New York's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We've got Michigan's uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts. To now, paraphrase our emailer, I'm going to start calling them the freshman cheerleaders. <laughs> I like that one. Trump particularly uh, targeted Representative Omar, who came to the U.S. from Somalia as a refugee when she was a child. Omar has a history of launching vicious anti-Semitic screeds. The send her back cheer. Awesome. Yeah, it's terrible. You can't do that. Well, and she talked about the evil Israel, and it's all about the Benjamins. Not a good thing to say. There you go. Literally. There was so much good stuff that we probably won't focus on yeah. in, uh, in Trump's speech last night. I mean, just his laundry list of things that he's done that no other president had the freaking testicles to do yes. at the end of this was so good. Every president said they were going to move the embassy in Israel and then didn't do it. Right. I did it. And the crowd cheers. And you know what? He's paid no political price. And last week while we were on vacation, they asked all the Democrat candidates, are you going to move it back? Nobody said they are going to move it no. back. Well, we best leave it alone at this point. Right. Just fantastic stuff. Gutlessness. Iran says it has a foreign tanker that Revolutionary Guard forces seized in the Persian Gulf. Now, Iranian state TV is saying that Iran's holding the ship and its 12 crew members. It's accusing them of smuggling oil. The report says the ship was taking fuel from Iranian smugglers to foreign customers when it was seized in the Strait of Hormuz. Now, there's been no confirmation on exactly where that crew is at now, this point. who seized it? The Revolutionary Guard. Well, why would they seize it if it's taking oil to Iranian customers? No, and smugglers were smug- taking the smugglers oil. Smugglers were? Smugglers. But they're all, everybody's a smuggler who's doing business with Iran, and perhaps, it's rampant, according were, to oil industry insiders. Perhaps it was a group of smugglers who hadn't paid the Iranian government. Bingo. There you go. Hadn't paid them enough. Meanwhile, we've got another one in the race. San Francisco billionaire and outspoken impeachment advocate Tom Steyer is officially kicking off his 2020 presidential campaign. Oh, goody. Probably best known for spending his own money on a campaign to try and impeach the president. Buy lots of radio ads, Tom. That's my advice to you. That's the way to really reach voters. Registered voters, likely voters, radio. You're going to squander your money on your idiot, chaotic run for the presidency. Squander it in radio. Chaotic. Chaotic and chaotic. 
Steyer has pledged to spend around $100 million of his own money on his presidential run. On radio. There Whatever. Whatever. So we now we know who's going to be in the next debate, though? Indeed we do. The Democratic National Committee has got the list, and only 20 of the 25 hopefuls will be taking the stage in the two-night event, July 30th and 31st on CNN. See, I got a quick question, CNN. Why so many? Yeah, why why 20 again? Yeah, Marshall, you sound a little disappointed it was only 20. That's not enough. 20 again? I, how, how did you not winnow it a little bit from Didn't the last time around? Didn't they trim two? Wasn't it 22 last time? That, that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, well, but it's a one-nighter this time, right? No, two-nighter. Two-nighter. Two-nighter, yeah. Going with that again. That's yeah. still okay. too many. Ten on the stage at once is still too many. Because you don't get it to hear enough from the people that have any damn shot of being the nominee. You know, if there was a really impressive dark horse that was Uchinara, I don't even know what the standards are. I was going to say, this has got like 2 or 3%, but it's just because their message hasn't been heard yet. I like the feel of letting them participate. But, you know, I've looked at the field pretty thoroughly, and I agree I'm not with, sure they're there. I agree with the idea that there's really four candidates and then a whole bunch of other people mucking up the works. I, I don't think that's unfair to say that at this point, is it? The old lady communist, the old man Maybe communist. Five. Maybe five. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh, a little Mayor Pete. Did you have Biden on there? And old Joe. Yeah, those five. And nobody else has got a shot. So, there's so like, Mr. President, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. So, Marianne you know Williamson, what? you'll get your chance. She'll be on the stage again. Marianne Williamson, yes, yes indeed. Yes. And do you want me to run through them real quick? <laughs> well, 20 is a lot no, of names. No. Right. Right. So it's, it's all the same people as yeah. last time, right? Did anybody get moved, moved from last time? Pretty much all the same okay. people. Well, Swalwell is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I think Inslee, maybe. There was one other of the generic. People that nobody paid attention to. So, really, the headline is they're going to have the two night, ten each night cluster F again instead of winnowing it down. Here's something interesting, and you know, it's their debates. Your party gets to decide how you do it. I think this is a good idea. They've outlawed the whole raise your hand if. They've outlawed that. Oh, they have. And I think that's a good idea. Prison or. Uh, the Democratic Party says they don't want any more of those questions, and there, there's a good reason for right. that because it made them look bad. Lo- well, it made them look bad, and part of it is a yes or no question. Yeah, but or no, but has there ever been outside of maybe a quick personal relationship question? A I need just a yes or no on this. That wasn't designed to make someone look bad. Sure. In a courtroom, in a debate, what if that's always what it is? Yeah, absolutely. And because your answer is yes, but only in these circumstances or no, but. And you have to you have to quickly figure out in your mind which does me more harm. Right. right. Being on the no side, but, or the yes side, but. Sometimes in a personal relationship, you get down <laughs> to, look, do you want to go to the baseball game or don't you? After a certain amount of hemming and hawing has taken place, and it's time to make the call, it's useful. But in politics, never. And we'll get into later on uh, the, the most read article in the New York Times for the last four days right. has been Tom Friedman's column about how Democrats are going to lose, how Trump's going to get reelected. And he talks about those raise-your-hand moments from right. the last debates, and, mm-hmm. and we'll play that later in the show, because that, that doomed them. That was a disaster. For the Democratic Party, which I, I loved. I absolutely loved every minute of it. <laughs> One last quick note. If the two nights are not enough for you, CNN, which has managed to gin up the whole thing, is going to be hosting the debates and will determine the order of appearance in a live drawing tonight. 
Oh, man. A game it's like show ESPN setting. doing a draft. <laughs> yeah. Dude, let's make it more like sports. <laughs> yeah. so, so take a cue from uh, from Trump and make everything a reality show yeah. and an opportunity for advertisements. And, and whoever right. wins the debate, throw a giant thing of Gatorade on them. Cheering <laughs> <laughs> yeah. supporters. Oh, man. At the, end the, the end of the debate, you run out and dump Gatorade on Kamala Harris's head. We can take bets on what color the Gatorade will be. This will be so much fun. Man, I love the idea. What are they going to use? The, ping, the uh, bingo balls? Or what? They got their name on the ping pong balls. Oh they got God. the little blower machine on there, like it's the lottery. We are, we are so yep. idiocracy. It's just absolutely uh, yeah. amazing. Yep. I got to watch that movie again. Yeah, it's well, it's a documentary. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Guinea Show, the conscience of the nation. What was that? <laughs> it fell in the water. Well, that was supposed to be our Gatorade. You know, uh, squawky. Oh, so we threw Gatorade on Squawky, our bald eagle, who we keep chained in the control room to symbolize freedom. Symbolizing freedom, yes. Right, yes. So there were quite a number of notable uh, moments from the Trump rally last night, uh, and, and I'd love to hear some of them. Okay. Uh, I think... The whole Trump presidency and the rally last night and some of the controversial quotes that CNN will be pooping its pants over all day long today are the natural culmination of the way politics have been heading and aren't the least bit surprising, you know, if you've been paying attention. Right. Uh, Yes, we got that stuff. I know uh, you got a story you want to tell. Yeah. That is, Don't uh, get me started. Okay, I swear I just. just Boy, this be is gonna, this is I know this is going to be a real. Off. Just take it easy. Uh-oh. This is going right. to be a, this is going to be a wind him up, and then I just sit down, turn off my microphone, and drink my coffee and listen. Sort of situation. Oh, I, I probably ought to put a protective helmet on myself and tape my knuckles, and I just. Things you get out of hand. Put in a mouth guard. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. Stay tuned for all that. Armstrong and Getty. In the words of Sebastian Gorka, greetings. Do we still have the tape? I love that. Anyway, glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're well. And if you're not, things are going rough for you. I hope they turn around. So uh, Donald J. Uh, did another one of his rallies yesterday in beautiful Greenville, North Carolina. Greetings. There you go, Sebastian. Thank you, sir. Uh, in beautiful Greenville, North Carolina. And uh, and things got uh, particularly unhinged. Uh, he dropped two GD bombs. And uh, would you play, why don't we just play uh, clip number three there, Positive Sean? But could you imagine what it could have been if we didn't have the witch hunt? You said it. I won't say it because it's a herald. It's a terrible word. So I will not say that this guy said if we didn't have the bull. That's right. Oh boy, that could be America's first official presidential bull ass bomb. <laughs> Although certainly there have been plenty of them behind the scenes who are known to be quite salty. President with the first, uh, he had a, a two GDs and a BS last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is uh, you know its own interesting conversation. 
Yeah, certainly. What else do you want to hear from President Trump in his rally last night? Which I saw the second half of. I missed all the um, the squad stuff. I caught the second half of it when he was really laundry list, laundry listing his accomplishments, and the crowd was loving it. And uh, did you see when the, the couple held up the cute baby? That was that was a good moment. I know. He was, I saw he was, nothing. I was, he was dealing with two family crises. He was he's really good with that whole stuff. Somebody held up a baby, and he talked about the baby and the, how he's gonna. You know what he's doing for the future of that beautiful child and nice. stuff like that. And it was it was really good. It was good. He is like a little baby. It was good. It <laughs> was, was a good. different clip. That's a different clip right there. Right. It was good popular uh, stuff. I do want to get to the uh, Ilhan Omar stuff and the squad stuff because uh, that is what uh, CNN and and people like them are wetting their pants over this morning. But there's a greater point to be made, and uh, let's do a couple of more of the uh, the greatest hits. Um, blah, 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 six. Let's hear number six. All American citizens, including millions and millions of legal immigrants who work hard to come into our country, who study, who wait online sometimes for 10 years, and who respect our laws and follow the rules, they deserve a government that is loyal to them. They work hard. You can't say you love our country if you want to destroy it through open borders. Open borders are a disaster. That's a nearly universally agreed upon point, which Tom Friedman in the New York Times points out. We'll get into more of that later. But mainstream Democrats do not want open borders. And Friedman's practically frantic in his dislike of Trump, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he screeches his, his disapproval and hatred. But anyway, yeah, more on that. Uh, let's see. You know, I, I would actually like to hear the stuff about Antifa, which I miss. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Eleven. The Antifa. These are bad people. You notice? You notice they always attack people that really have never been attacked before. They attack, and I don't want to be disrespectful to people that have taken a lot of shots to the face, but they wouldn't attack some of these people in this room. They're not attacking bikers for Trump. They're not attacking construction workers for Trump. They're not attacking law enforcement or military for Trump. You know, they're attacking a single man standing there with a camera who never got hit and never hit back before in his life. They don't attack. The people that we wish they attacked. That wouldn't be a pretty picture. That wouldn't look that, that wouldn't look too good for them. But they don't. It's very, very sad. Antifa, these are bad people. These are sick, bad people. Remember that. These are bad people. Hey, yeah, I've heard better takedowns, but yeah, at least he's mentioning it. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, we played 13, but go ahead. A protester starts to disrupt things. He goes home now to mommy, and he gets reprimanded, and that's the end. Sorry, mommy. Sorry, mom. Didn't mean to embarrass you, mom. So I mentioned there was uh, two GDs in a, a BS, and uh, one of the GDs is a... This <laughs> was a funny story about a, a friend of his who he hates, and the guy hates him. And he said, but that guy's but the guy's going to vote for me because I went up to him and I said, I know you're going to vote for me because if you didn't, you'd be so GD poor. Right. Um, <laughs> and George Will, who I love, columnist for the Washington Post and writer thinking and everything like that, but he, he hates Trump. 
And uh, he left the Republican Party when Trump got the nomination. But he's, he's going around making the rounds. He was on MSNBC yesterday talking about how Trump has, uh, has, has ruined this country for generations to come by, by, by uh, lowering the discourse and everything sort of like that. And, and there's no doubt that Trump has accelerated that. But we were going that direction in the politics. To me, this speaks to I was in a couple of touristy areas with my child in a place where kids are everywhere. These are touristy areas, including Las Vegas, designed for children. Las Vegas is the number two family destination behind Orlando, Florida now. Right. If you and, have not been in 10 years, do not comment. You don't know. And in the gift shops in the major hotels in a family destination, there are T-shirts with F-bombs on them. Yeah. That's, that's where we are. We have lowered the discourse as a society, and Trump is reflecting that. I'm not happy about it. But we were going that direction already. Well, and I remember for 20 years ago, 25 years ago, people talking about uh, we're, we're electing game show hosts as president. What is going on here? Now we literally have one. Yeah. So uh, Trump Trump doesn't get all the. That's the only thing I think George Will's wrong about. He doesn't get all the credit for taking us that direction. Oh, but no, that is no, where no. we are now. No doubt about it. And how that's going to get reflected and how you beat that uh, uh, if you're a Democrat, I have no idea. And where it goes from here. But we didn't get to the Ilhan Omar stuff. We will in, in a couple of minutes if you're uh, lucky enough to hang around. But uh, that sounded self-serving. I didn't mean it like that. If you get the next hour of the show, you're able to listen to it. We would be honored by your presence. And we'll play the incredibly controversial uh, moments from the rally last night in which the crowd chanted, send her back about Ilhan Omar, and I'm here to tell you, and I, I, I don't dig that. I think it's a, it sounds bigoted, uh, but I understand the point the president was making, and it is absolutely the natural, unavoidable, and we told you it was coming, end to the identity politics road. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 